Honestly, I am the way that I am because of my childhood it's spent in India. I think there are some, you know, there's some imagery, there's some culture, some smells, some tastes, and some experiences that just would not be able to happen here. I really had a nice life in Hyderabad, and I had a nice life here too. So it made me kind of question, like, where my allegiance fell. I originally moved here when I was two, my dad and my mom. My dad came here for work and he brought us with, um, but we were kind of going back and forth at that time. We didn't know if my dad's job here was going to be a permanent thing. I also spent some time living in Cincinnati and New Jersey um, and then actually spent like a lot of my formative years in Hyderabad. I went to school there as well. And at the age of seven, we settled permanently in Illinois and have been here ever since. Um, there's this sense of wanting to fit in but also I think wanting to connect with your own culture and I think that is always an internal conflict for me I developed this like intense hatred for my own culture and it was really you know I used to feel really torn because I'm like this is who I am and I think it turned into like an internalized hatred of my my own self because I am my culture but um it kind of reached a point where it just enveloped, I think, everybody. So if I would see someone that was Indian, I would be like, why, why are you here? Why are we here? What is going on? And I, and I don't know that that's something I would have felt if I was living in India. In fact, I know it's probably not something I would have felt. So my dad was here when 9-11 um, occurred. And I think there was kind of a mass, um, mass hysteria, mass kind of fear of anyone that was brown-skinned. I know he really felt that. And it's, I think, stuck with him to the point that even now, years later, in a completely different place, completely new house, he still feels comfortable having a giant American flag um, hung up outside our yard, just to, I think, show the neighborhood that we're here for America, like we support America, we're not trying to kill anybody. Um, there were some occurrences of like overt racism. I think it was back in like 2005, 2006. Um, we went to Wisconsin, I think. Um, I don't know what it was, maybe just a road trip, maybe to visit family or for work or something. We went to a little restaurant, we just pulled over on the side of the highway, like as you do, for a little pit stop. and. Uh, and it was so weird because it was empty, but they had us wait for a while. And then once they seated us, they took us to like a little wing, kind of off to the back of the restaurant by the bathrooms and like kind of like the back exit of the restaurant where the chef might go throughout trash. It was in the separate little wing. And I didn't notice this because I was too young, but later my mom told me, she was like, all the people of color in that restaurant, which consisted of the three of us and also another um, black family, we were seated in this little cordoned off wing and everyone else, the rest of the restaurant was all white and they were seated in much better areas of the restaurant. So like by the windows, by cleaner places. And it was just, it's weird. And I, I used to question my mom for the longest time. Like, were, was she reading too much into it? Was that just a fluke? I mean, they were still really nice to us, right? But no, I think, 
I think there was something there. And I think that actually has happened more times than I want to admit to myself. It's everything from microaggressions to just overt forms of racism. To even just fear experienced a long time ago that sticks with you years later. That was Nama Vyakunam on Immigrant Tales. She was born in India, and her mom comes from a long line of Indo-Persian refugees, an identity that she, in her own words, holds very close to her. I actually grew up with Nama in the same area near Chicago. She now has a master's degree in clinical counseling psychology. Her story reminds us of the importance of finding empathy for ourselves as we grapple with our ethnic identities, revisit how others have seen us historically based off of our race, and reconcile how we now see ourselves. A special thank you to Nama for sharing her story. Speaking of which, are you an Asian, African, or Middle Eastern immigrant or first-generation American with a story to tell? If you want to share your uniquely American experience on Immigrant Tales, please shoot me a DM on Facebook at Model Minority, Uniquely American, or on Instagram. You can also do so through my website. Please do not hesitate to reach out to me. Oh, and by the way, let me address you all listening just for a brief second. Regardless of who you are or where you come from, I want to give you a very special shukriya, thank you so much for listening. Model Minority has won two awards in just the four months since releasing in August of 2020, which is absolutely incredible. And it would not be possible without all of you listening and sharing this work. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for taking in these stories and sharing your own. It means so much to me, truly. If you liked this episode and want to contribute, you can become a patron on Patreon or at anchor.fm. I'm Neeti Shastri, and as always, shukriya for listening to this edition of Immigrant Tales on Model Minority, Uniquely American. I'm glad to have you here.